him out on his little games. The, the funny the funny thing about that, I like to make women feel welcome. Okay. Yes. Right? So I'm courteous and you know. Of course, yes, but what old about the men? An old school about that, because they're coming into our studio, which is like basically a bunch of dudes with their gear and stuff. And I want <laughs> to feel comfortable. Yeah. That's why I offer tea. It's a it's a nerd and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you who am I to you? Did you really want to ask that question? <laughs> I, mean, I do. Did really. you really want to go there? I don't know why I'm involved with this. <laughs> Based on the conversations that we just had He's about fast bowling, <laughs> yeah. you want to go. <laughs> You're brave. Yeah. Oh, boy. I think you need to find out one day or whatever. All right, do the intro, Digo. You're very oh, good at the intro. Oh, uh, it's another episode of Bad Cop, Sad Cop, and myself, Digo, sitting alongside the one and only Charlie... Bones. <laughs> Charlie, would you like to introduce our guest this week? No, it's your guest. Wow, is it like that? Oh, wow. Division in the studio already. <laughs> wow. All right, okay. Man's welcome to North London. You know what? If we're, we're going to be like that, then I can't wait till one of your guests appear. I know, exactly. Charlie, if That's that ever happens. happens. Yeah, yeah. if that ever happens. Clearly, Charlie's you know, got some beef about he, me, which is going, why he's going in like that. But he all good. did a wonderful intro last week. Yeah. I think you just do them very well. That's uh, all I'm saying. I want the best job done, right? And I'm, I'm not... Oh, I'm not gonna about, over, the work. I'm not gonna about the work. push about myself the work, into a situation where I think I'm underqualified. Well, I, I I understand what you're saying, but I also like to give opportunity. <laughs> so, well, I think I, of this like a YTS scheme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interns. Yeah. yeah, it's an apprenticeship. Equal opportunities, ego. Exactly. exactly. Positive yeah. discrimination exactly. for the gap year intern. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get the white quota up on wow. this podcast. So that's why I'm this forcibly... Show, you walked in the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, our, our guest this week is Harris Elliott, um, a man who is... Uh, oh, well, I'm, I, I might be wrong with all this, but I'm going to have a guess. You should what, what, know by now, but all good. No, no, no. He, he is... Uh, ba- I think is an art director and style visionary. That's how I would describe you to anyone else. I will accept that. Yeah, is there, is there more to it than that? Um, I curate, I, so I put on exhibitions, mm. but yes, style visionary, which delves into culture, politics, art, but definitely underpinned by what that means through style. There you have it, Charlie. Thank you very much, That's what Diego. the man does. It wasn't that difficult, was it? Really. What, the intro? Just to do your little intro there. I no, wouldn't no, have no, known no, that no, you were no, a star. No, now it's a little there. intro. This intro is going to go on for quite a while. Oh, this is the program. We're just getting more <laughs> info <laughs> out. Harris, <laughs> you're just here to witness our argument. That's all this is no, all about. I'm like, pleased to be here. I'm like the mediator today. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is terrible. This is our relationship, basically. Nearly. This goes like this. Muppet show. There's two old dudes up there grumbling and fighting with one another. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! All right, so um, so yes, the what are we talking about? What are we talking about today? Well, well you have your ma- your things you're interested in. I have my things I'm interested. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll and we will cover just... we'll cover all those bases plus what Harris is interested in. <laughs> yes, um, we'll let Harris speak if there's any week. room in. <laughs> yeah, that's if you can get a word in. As we dominate, maybe our... I should do the intro. And then you guys should chat. <laughs> yeah. Do you enjoy your work, though? That's my thing. Is like, we could be successful, 
but we might be very stressed while we're doing it all the time and look at ourselves thinking, oh my God, I have such a great, you know, uh, job. I've got myself, but I'm anxious all the time. Do you, how do you deal with that? I love my job, but it's usually the people that get in the way, the clients, the colleagues, but at the same time, those are also the people that can also make it amazing as well. My thing is always about collaboration. So even if I'm driving the ship, the car, the vehicle, making it happen, it's the people that come on board um, that I collaborate with who make that vision come to life. That's, for me, is the best bit about the job. And especially, I mean, as a visionary, like a direct, it's very hard if you're working collaboratively yep. to come out with a pure vision. This is very, it's very tricky. So for me, it's about finding other people who have this same or higher skill level than what you do. Yeah. So therefore, you always try and punch above your weight. So if I'm trying to work, if it's either people at my level, I'm trying to go higher. Or if there's younger heads around who may not have the same levels in terms of, but there's a spark in what they do. Yeah. So it's kind of bringing on people that have got a spark or a level that makes you work even harder to bring out better. Shepherding. Something yeah, like that, bit. maybe. Yeah, so a kind of a kind of a mentoring where you'll bring people yeah. in, but because they've got something that you actually, I see value or there's some yeah. kind of skill set that I could learn from or you will learn from working with me and something great will happen. Yeah. So you, you say you, you love like doing collaboration. Are you not sometimes frustrated that you're not in, you know, control 100% and that, you know, you may think that sometimes you could have achieved the goal, executed it better or quicker or, you know, if it was, if it was, if he was able to. Yeah, definitely. There's, all, there's always going to be those situations. But when I say collaboration, it's when you get to pick the people that you partner with. Mm. If I'm working for a client, I don't call that a collaboration. That's mm. a job. Yeah. Whereas if I work with another artist who I respect, then there's that point. But when someone's just paying you to do what you do, mm. I don't, it's not necessarily a collaboration, it's a different kind of transaction. Yeah. There can be those times where those ones actually do go in sync, but it's often a different kind of parameter. So it's about finding, so if I look at it from a fashion point of view, when you look at when, say, Comme des Garçons partner of H&M, and they say it's a collaboration, that's more a capitalization because really there's no collab taking place. Both of you are just sharing a pot of money. Whereas if you get an underground artist working with another underground artist or a bigger artist, where it's actually a true merger of talents, then for me that's kind of when you're really cutting against it and making something strong come out. See. So uh, in terms of loving it, when if I'm driving it, I, lo I love to drive the ship, but I also know I'm often not only as good, but my support network needs to be mm. there with me. So it's even if I'm at the helm, if my second or third in command are not able to do it at the same standard as what I do, then that also means that there's going to be like problems ahead. But so, say in terms of your exhibitions, right? Yeah. Putting on, how long have you been doing that? You've been doing it a long time. So, seven, well, Actually, the first section of my exhibition I did was about 20 years ago yeah. with this photographer, Kofi Allen. Um, we did it in Brixton. He gave me license to burn a lot of his archive prints and then we set them in resin and I hung all of the images like swings in this gallery in Brixton. So that was my first one. Yeah. And there was a hiatus until Return of the Rude Boy back in 2014. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And then that's 
But that was a full-on collaboration. But, uh, so I'm saying that, you know, as generally, you know, this is a tricky, with, tricky thing with creative endeavors. So like I do the radio every day. It's the same thing really every day, but it's also something brand, brand new every day that can feel like you're doing it, f you know, and it's like building up your level of kind of confidence in doing it yeah. to a point that you can manage doing it without losing hair. Or, do you know what I mean? Or something. And how, what your tools you've developed. Because obviously every time you go and approach a new gallery space yeah. or something, you've got to deal with a whole new way of working, a whole everything, oh, yes. dealing with the artists, getting them in, hmm. whatever, whatever. And it's just, it's a nightmare. But it's something that you're doing actually quite regularly. But it seems in the creative field, it's always basically a brand new endeavor in a sense as well. So it's kind of terrifying. I guess that's, I'm trying to get to the sort of nature of, <laughs> of like, Where's how, the how do you get a level of like, I, I, I can do this. I'm good, you know, without really like feeling like the wheels could fall off at any time. Do you know what I mean? See, that takes... No, go on. Digo looks like no, he's itching I'm, I'm, laugh, I'm laughing because, basically I'm laughing because I know this is about, this, is, this question is such a Charlie question. It's about me. Because it's about him <laughs> okay. and his confidence. This, and is his, a uh, this is a loaded question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And his, and his, um, you can only ask questions that uh, relate to yourself. Really. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. It's a genuine question. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, in all honesty, it's taken me years to be at this point. Yeah. And I would say last year was a bit of a turning point. So, having yeah. done <laughs> what I do for nearly 20 years, literally last year, there was a few things that slotted into place where I started to just basically accept my value. Yeah. And a lot of it, the confidence comes down to you accepting how good you are. Yeah. Without that, not even sounding arrogant, but just yeah. knowing that the minute that I step in the room, then it's going to be of standard. Whereas sometimes I would find myself doubting my... Yeah. I don't even know if I was doubting my ability because I know how good I am, but then that wouldn't necessarily always come through in the way that it would work. Yeah. Is that because you never... You hadn't got... I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes it's accolades that make people believe, oh, yeah, I am really as good as I am with what I'm doing. And so, or sometimes it's like acknowledgement from your peers that makes you say, oh, you know, I am onto the right thing. You know, what, 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 what is it that, that got to, your, to a point where you didn't, wasn't doubting or feeling like some sort of, of, you know, trepidation about going into whatever he was doing? I guess it was an accolade in the sense that we did, I was part of this festival in Manchester, it was a design festival, international design festival. And so they had all of these speakers from New York, Amsterdam, Germany, everyone was there. There's 1,500 people in the room. And so in terms of doing a normal, regular talk in front of 50 students or 200 people, and then you're on a stage, um, it's a concert, um, acoustic stage, and you've got raked tears like the Barbican or South Bank, mm. yeah. all the way up. And then you step out and there's 1,500 people there and you're on that lineup. And actually, when I came, went on stage, nervous as anything, was pacing beforehand, literally. My friend had been like, you need to rehearse, you need to rehearse, you need to rehearse. So I was going in trying to go with my A game and then had my notes and then walked out onto stage. And I had this little kind of thing that I did where I just took a photograph of the audience, which took away my nerves at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I said, look, everyone else has come in and they've been a little bit chilled by the fact that there's... 1,500 people staring back at them mm. while they're here, like, casually, but I could see that a lot of them were nervous anyway. Mm. So I kind of broke it down in that way. Mm. And from that moment, I put my notes down. I never looked at them once again. Oh, and it just went straight off for 40 minutes. And where everybody else went wide, 
I went deep with my conversation. Mm. So I talked about the journey of my mum coming from Jamaica to London and then my upbringing and me, the different things that I did as a kid, which only now reflecting upon makes you realise, oh, actually, me going to look at shop windows or me running around the places where I had to go and hang out with my mum my summer holidays, there's reference points that actually link to my style, culture, musical references. And it's only when you properly break down what you do, you can know actually there was a bit of a thread and a journey and there's parts of the seeds that were dropped in my life. But as you're going along, you haven't got the backing of finance or anything else. So you're not coming with that, um, that kind of silicon coating where you know that you've always got that to fall back on. You're always literally going against it. So being on that stage and then coming off and then the response that I got from people who I didn't know who said, actually, you touched what you said, touched me, moved me, it was emotional. Mm. Um, that kind of, oh, actually, you have to accept now if you can hold your own in this environment. And there's like heavyweights on the stage. There's this woman, Paula, Paula Scher. She's head of this um, graphic design agency called Pentagram, one of the biggest design agencies mm. between New York and London. She earns like gazillions a year. Not even that, it's about money, but within the industry, she's one of those respected heads who's written enough books. And I'm like, well, if I'm on the same lineup as her, everyone's responding really heavily. And yeah. people, and you know when people are gassing you, oh, you did really well. And you know you come off and you're like, <laughs> boy, please shut up. Because I know that <laughs> that didn't go exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it was wicked. I'm like, shut your mouth. Yeah. And so coming off that, and that time in November, that was a bit of a turning point where I'm like, mm. either you run with this now and accept this, or actually you're always going to keep second guessing. So from that point. But it sounds like a lot of that was you just being very honest uh, to yourself about who you are and where you came from. Yeah. And then that allows you to kind of fit slot into where you have slot. Do you know what I mean? Be comfortable mm. with the thing. And I think that's part of it, that understanding about being yourself is the best yeah. kind of presentation that you can be. So where sometimes <clears throat> I've been doing projects and you're still yourself, but you're still thinking about how, what the perception will be. And whereas yeah. there, I didn't really care what the perception <laughs> would be because yeah. I went in on sociopolitics. I went in on race politics. I went in and told the story as it is in front of this audience. And so therefore actually there's nothing that you've not, they've not seen. They started off with a picture with me and my mum when I was like eight years old and then went through the journey, the history. Yeah. And then actually, so yeah, basically come to the point that actually you need to be, or I need to be as honest with myself. And then that way, that's obviously going to be the best way that I'm going to get the best results and be comfortable with who I am. But in the, in the, in the art world, um, is, isn't it a, a case of sometimes you know, you can obviously be yourself, but the, to get across messages, you have to uh, speak in a certain way. Like there's a certain style of, of presentation, style of, of, of language, language, production, the whole thing etiquette, has all etiquette it. and so on and so forth that you have to take on board to, 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 to get, because at the end of the day, the, the, the main, the main, focus is getting the product to where it's supposed to be yeah so so sometimes i'm asking what i'm asking is have you had to like not give up anything but like you know curb yourself or whatever to to get the points across to people who who are used to a certain style of of, of um work uh in that sense possibly 
when I was in my earlier years, yes, but now no, just because mm. the levels of presentation that we do are at that level anyway. So it's mm. not like I'm a roadman and having to go in and then kind of curb who I am, mm. but I understand that language and I understand what needs to be dealt with. And it's not as if I'm denouncing some of who I am in order to mm. present as a designer, understanding how you need to present on a commercial level. Mm. When I go into those people, it's kind of, if anything, I go in even higher. So I like double bluff them because I'll put things in in leather bound presentation cases when I come in mm. and they're expecting like a swipe through on an iPad. I'm like, really? That's so like 2008. It's just like, <laughs> that's not how we do it. So if anything, <laughs> I go that extra level. Okay. And so therefore, if anything- uh, and, what, and why are you going that extra level? I think that's- And doesn't that add more stress to your life? <laughs> yeah, but you know how run around looking for a binding shop. You know yeah, how rare. We, you know how we do. We yeah, kind of, we add those, extra. Is that extra little finesse to be able to make uh. yourself stand out? And I think it comes from growing up, um, where you've always been taught you need to be twice as good as the next man to be able to get through. Your parent, my mum's always taught me, and these are the kind of things I was saying on the stage. It's like. The only reason I can be here is because my mum said to me, you've got to be five times as good as the white guy to be able to even get through the door. And so I've always had that mm. thing where you're like, actually, in me, I've got to overprove myself. And so probably some of my underconfidence has come through from having, because you're always double thinking what you do as opposed to just doing what you do. Yeah. You're then not actually just being, you're actually being too self-conscious as opposed to just doing what you do it would probably just come out right but you've spent so long with it ingrained that you've got to behave and work a certain way that i've ended up doubting sometimes doubting even when you have what would be deemed as really strong or great ideas you're like is it really that good or am i just thinking it's that good because i'm having to try and get it across the line mm. but have you felt that now getting more, I feel from what you're saying, you feel more established in that art world. Yeah. Do, do you feel that relaxing a bit or are you still, it's still maintaining? No, it's definitely you still feel, maintaining. You don't because feel that, still that comfortable in that? No, because you always want to push yourself yeah. higher. And so it's that thing yeah. when you're punching above your weight, you always want to go in with a ring with a better fighter next time round. So then but the stakes are even... I can understand it, but it does terrible things to your life, like oh, relationships, boy. you know, living... Everything. You see that thing on Netflix, the guy, that the car designer, like he just worked for Ferrari, brought Fiat back, but he just did not have a light. He was a weightlifter. He was like, you know, every moment of his life, because his dad was so militant, you know, about perfection. And, and it's just like, it's tragic because, he, you know, that pressure that he's putting on himself, it's just, it does not translate. I don't think he got married till he was like 60 or something or found. Oh, wow. wow. Or found. Yeah. Somebody that he could actually. Could relate to him. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, it does put extra pressure, you put extra pressure on yourself and it can become a stumbling block. And something that I admire in the younger generation, whatever, Gen Z, millennial, whatever, not even really <laughs> into those bracketations of what it is. But there's that thing where they'll just do something. They'll just do it. And so there's that point where, because I've spent so long, it's always about the craft and it's got to be, this has got to be right. So you're fine tuning, you're tweaking. So in a studio, it would be your little EQs on these little levels where you're actually, it doesn't quite, I know it could sound better. So sometimes that extra pressure becomes a stumbling block because you put extra pressures on yourself, which sometimes probably aren't even there. Because sometimes when you see other people get away with certain things or they 
presents that and things, I'm like, really, is that the standard? And you're like, well, I could have actually just gone in, um, I could have been half asleep and gone in and still been fine, but you, so it is a bit of a torturous process. I could, a lot of people say this process is a bit like a, being an addict, but for me, it's a bit more like a burden. So a bit like Lord of the Rings, where you've got the ring, that thing around you. Yeah. But not from a negative burden, but it's just something that you carry and the way that you've, you've trained yourself or you've been trained, you're kind of like, it's like you're going in for a prize fight every single time. But do you, you know, do you think on the, on the other side, being able to look at yourself, uh, like running that high level, yeah. in terms of like those that are around you or, you know, that are obviously inspired by what you do. Yeah. And you may be having a conversation with somebody that's really interested in, in doing what you're doing. Yeah. But they'll be like, oh man, I don't think I can maintain at that stand. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then, because my whole thing is the opposite. I grew up around really, really tight DJs, really, really tight producers. You know, that it was, it was intimidating. Do you know what I mean? And my whole career is actually making it as many mistakes as possible so that the listener is like, okay, I can, you know, I can get involved. I'm not like... In, you know, crushed out by like, basically, you know, ice Standard cold, too hot, yeah. just do you know what I mean? Untouchable almost. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's like a good or bad either which way, but it is it is interesting that kind of, you know, in terms of you put all this pressure on yourself, but how you are perceived, you actually like get more distant because, I mean, that has to a certain extent happened to me yeah, as well. Definitely. Even though I've worked hard not to yeah. do it, people are like, oh, I couldn't do that, you know. And you're like, but my whole career is to sort of say it is possible. Do you know what I mean? If so, I can do it, anyone can. Do you know what I mean? So how do you then break down or demystify that perception or that process? I've started to, I've got a way in which I'm trying to do it, but yeah. I know I'm, I don't always succeed. But yeah, yeah. I just, I just like what you're saying with your, your speech is just be as honest as possible about your story and how you came about. And and then it, because me and Digo, you know, we laugh, we uh, watch this, the work, you know what I mean? And it's it's a bit the same, you know? The, the, I don't know if you know this documentary, it's no. like a prison, and every year they have a four-day course where p people from the outside can come in, and it's about just getting all your pain out, you know? The prisoners can opt in as well. But there's people from the outside that are like, oh, I can't say anything because my life's not bad, you know? I wasn't, I didn't necessarily have a bad life, and I don't want to talk around all these people that have gone yeah. through all this hell, but in the actual at the end of the day, the thing is that it's your pain and they respect it and you respect theirs. Do you know so what I mean? It's relative. But people yeah. are frozen out. Like one character's like, I can't say anything. And they're coming like, come on, join in, you know, let go. And it, I don't know what the, the point is that, you know, there is this sort of uh, idea that everybody else is doing a much better job. Hmm. In, and, and you're like holding back, like oh, I couldn't, I couldn't see myself in that, in that space. I, like, I've always come from that perspective. Do you know what I mean? But you've clearly, like, done <laughs> <Yeah>. all right. <laughs> I think so. I think so. But, I mean, it is, it is fascinating. But, I mean, we, he admitted last week that you got into this to be a producer. I got into it the same to just have a radio space to get people like you on radio again that mm. weren't on radio anymore. So, so I started out just trying to get a space for people to come on that I wanted to hear on radio. But then you meet someone like Digo, like, I don't want to do radio anymore. So I was about to say, how did you even get this man to agree? I don't know. That would I be don't number, know. number one question. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't agree too much. We both tr see it in the same way that we, we, we're there for a, uh, a bigger thing. You know, and I'm, in, in some ways, we're not that happy with it becoming all about us. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, we, mean, I mean, like, um, like what I was saying earlier on to you about, like, you know, I, my, our, I think the focus is, 
if you're if you're really into the art and you're and you're and you've spent invested a lot of time studying it, you know, participating in it, investing in it financially, time wise, so on and so forth, then the main goal is to have the art shine. That's the that's that's what you want. So you with your radio show, you want the radio show to that that's the shiny thing. I want the music to be that's the thing. I don't care. The fact that I've done it, that's cool. That's, that's, that can be a small little line yeah. in a corner. And I think for you, it's like the, the exhibition, the, 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 the clothing, whatever it is you're working on, that's the, you want that to be the main focus. But I know in, in the world of, in the little, my little runnings with the world of fashion, boy. <laughs> You don't see, it seems to be about the name. No, and, it's and definitely you about... You know what I mean? It's like people now, it's really about... It's not about... Um, it seems... It's everything. Like It's not about quality of product, how this product came about, and, and maybe a, a slight lineage to the products as well. It's now about what it represents as a lifestyle and so on and so forth you know and 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 how how are you with dealing with that being someone who's been you know about it for such a such a period long period of time so that's one of my struggles so in a similar vein to you guys my thing was never about me my, it was always about my work and my work should speak for itself but we're now past post daisy age where we're in this space where everyone's their own brand which you need to be anyway but even more so than you ever did before. Mm. And so that's also been, over the past few years, that extra struggle where everyone has, like, usurped and, like, atomized totally every aspect of their lives mm. in the digital space. And I would not even be in digital media if I could avoid it because it's just not, it's just not how I roll and my head is more analog and I'd rather be more... I'd rather have a conversation like this than... But then by the nature of how the world communicates, you have to engage. Yeah. And so that's also been part of my, I have these love-hate moments where, I'll be, oh yeah, yeah, I see you on Instagram, everything's looking really great. And then you won't see me for ages because, I, uh, because I'm not interested or I go through that period of like, I'm bored of this again, but I know then when I come back. So for me, there's always almost that tussle and that struggle with mm. actually, for me, it should be about the work, but now, that extra understanding that you've got to put some of yourself in it. I res there's a few people who I totally respect who've managed to bypass that whole journey and managed to still do exactly what they do and the phone still rings for them. They're not on any form of media when mm. they're still doing really strong creative stuff. And I kind of... Boy, do I envy those people. No, me too. Big oh, time. Oh, my word. But what is that? That's just the decision in, your, in yourself, right? In a way. Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a certain confidence, but there's also a certain you got to be a certain level for that to be well, even possible. You cannot, you cannot. I can't, I can't front and tell you that I could get away with that. I can't. I have to do something, that, some of that. I have to participate in it, you know, because otherwise I, you know, I'll disappear, cease to exist almost. No, you do. We managed without it for a long time. I know, but that's because everybody was without it. Yeah. Yes. But now everybody's in that world. What are you going to do? Stay outside of that world? I'm not. I'm not a big enough. I try. Entity outside. <laughs> I know we all try, but yeah. you know, I'll just be honest. You know what I mean? Yeah, I ain't got sad. it like that. It's so sad. 
And got, so, and that's the first I thing anyone... I got bullied off the BlackBerry. <laughs> I was happy with that. <laughs> you should have stuck with it. I know, but the they don't iPhone even man is such a crackhead now for that. I was listening to the radio yesterday and they said 50% of all 10-year-olds in this country have a mobile phone. Yeah. So I'm just like, give it a couple of years and it's kind of... And then when you think about it from that point of view, mm. but yeah, back to this, I've I've had to kind of adopt ways of communicating like that and then have these surges and then disappear and surge and then... It's not really good for the mental health, is it? No, it takes up too much time. And time, yeah, scary. Literally, when you look at your insights of how much time you've spent on... What did I even look at? What did yeah, I even yeah, see? It's embarrassing. What did I gain from this? I'm like, how many even references did I save? How much... When you go, oh, I've spent 15 hours. That's two whole days of work. If I put two days a week that I didn't think I even had... what were you looking had, at on there? Huh? Is this what you're scrolling, looking at, or reading? When you, yeah, because you've got yeah, your insights at the end when you can check yeah, the insights and you didn't yeah. check, oh, on average, two hours a day or on average, whatever yeah, yeah, a day. Yeah. And you're mm. just like, really? But what's grabbing your attention, you know, because the whole industry is is based on getting your attention and holding it. And they're, they're, all it is is them different techniques. Unless it's someone else's own profile, yeah. your friends. But it's holding, you know, any anything we've seen on the internet is, is to hold us or bounce us to something else or Yes, that MSG, it's like yeah. digital MSG where it's just like you just keep wanting another taste and another mm. taste. And it's like, but it's none of Okay, so you won't you won't tell us what, what it's no, holding but it's not your even attention. Anything. You I don't even know what it is. That's what I'm saying. You don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> when you ref- that's, what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> when you reflect back. It's and so you're like, scary. So I've saved like 10 <laughs> images over a, like yeah, a yeah. seven day week. And I'm like, but from Wales, other than watching jokes from the Jamaican comedian that I watch. <laughs> major, ma- hype. major hype. So yeah. Major Hype. But I don't spend 15 hours watching Major Hype because he yeah. doesn't put that much stuff out. So I'll drop into Major Hype and a couple other things. Or, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Talib Kweli recently his um, talk radio there'll be bits of that that I'll end up watching and so I'll end up watching little snippets of things like that recently he's had various different people on he had Ice Cube on this week and oh. breaking down so that I find really informative and he actually yeah. goes in and feel like Talib's come back in a way where actually this makes sense for who you are oh, that's funny so, yeah because it's like comedians that didn't really like Mark Maron is the king of the podcast. Yeah. So Tyler Quelly kind of, because he kind of nearly hit and then he went away and then he nearly yeah. hit. And now his thing is is the talk, and is the makes, interviews. It makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, like, he's always had that brain. Yeah. Yeah. He was always the rapper's rapper. Even when he goes to like yeah. a Jay-Z, will be, he'd yeah. want to be like... Is this what's like going to happen to us, Digo, though? You know, we oh, wow. tried in our careers, but the podcast is the thing me. that really it's took already, off. It's already happened to me. And, and, and Charlie, like so I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about you, Charlie, but I don't think this is going to be the thing for me either. I think, it's, wow. I think I'm going to be somewhere else after this. I was thinking this could be my moment, so I'm part of something big here. No, no Digo, look at that. It's so sad. Why? What is it? You're always moving forward. Well, you can't even I mean, enjoy the moment. No, it's like I know what I'm just saying. It's like, oh, you've you just know. felt this is not the fit for you. What is it? No, it. it's not. No, I, I, I'm, oh I'm, I'm God, here. So I, well, God, we, yeah, number one, we're supposed to be uh, talking about Harris, but I will say this: I'm, I feel responsibility to have certain stories told and to get people thinking different ways about what they're doing and why they're doing it. So yeah. that's why I'm, I'm inviting these people to do this stuff yeah. and to give some people an insight to things so that they can understand you know how how it is for for creative people to to exist and yeah. what they have to go through to make things happen yeah and i i posed this 
this whole thing idea to a few people, younger generation. I was like, you lot need to do this. And I kept telling, I told about four sets of people and no one, they didn't, they didn't, I, buy, I, I, they didn't buy it or they thought it was a crap idea. So instead of me just keep saying that, I'm a man, you know what I'm like. Do right, it I'll yourself. Do it myself. Exactly. Do, am I comfortable here mm. right now doing this? Not really. It's not my thing. It's ain't no, my no, thing. No. But, but, I, but I'm not scared to put myself out there. I've been putting myself out there in the firing line since 1989. But that's what I was so, saying earlier. What do you mean? Which bit? I'm not comfortable doing it myself either, but people actually bond harder to somebody that is not, you know, yeah. imperfections. Because basically, to boil down what, what I was rambling on about trying to... Is we all, obviously, in this room and... Uh, listeners maybe is is just love the joy that we feel from creative expression definitely and the thing is we are all in different positions now of whether we are creating it or we're curating it or you know where where is our position on that thing either celebrating it helping it happen and it's like how do we feel around being that that kind of conduit do you know what i mean i think it's the acceptance that you're in that position and to run with it. So even though we don't necessarily feel comfortable with it, I think you're doing the right thing. I've had similar, I, a year ago, I wanted to do not necessarily a podcast, but start doing more talk series because I knew it would take me out of my comfort zone. But I know yes. that whenever I, I interact in these kind of ways, something good always comes out of it. Even if it's yeah. just another conversation, mm. it's not about, oh, I got booked to do another job, yeah. but another conversation comes out of it where I've either been educated, enlightened, or just found out about something that I wouldn't otherwise know, or I've met good people through it. And so this has been part of my process to try and actually, my antidote to having to be on social media is to try and start doing more of this, even though it's not necessarily my comfort zone. Mm. Yeah, and I think that this may be a symptom of the age we live in, right? Because I heard this crazy theory once that basically the human mind reflects what it's around so way back in the day when we were in nature and all that our gods were of trees and do you know what i mean so then it goes through and then we get to industrial revolution then we go into like computer age and now our brains just from reflecting what we're around are seeing or knowing that creativity is not a, an a to b direct thing it's what you're saying you go into a situation you don't really know what you're doing there but you actually come away learning much more mm. but because we're used to like putting information into a machine and expecting that exact information out that we are treating our own creative process a lot like this now already and that's being uh, kind of accelerated and and kind of pushed on by the idea of Oh, if you brand yourself, you're going to have a whole career off that. That's not the way it works. No. You, you know, like an influencer, I don't think, has ever actually created a new trend. They're literally just people no, reporting just something early. No, of whatever else is out there. Yeah. So we are in, like, in, a, in a tension with the fact that making art is messy, but we're expecting it to be very streamlined and, and simple and then immediately branded and then an immediate career after it, which has never really worked like that, has it? No, but we know that because that's why we're still here doing it. Because yeah. Had it done it in that way, then surely it would have like triggered many, many years ago. In, yeah. in we're not in binary. Fields. No. We have to go through all kinds of mess to make some good, you know, got me puzzled, for instance. This sounds like some more self reflection <laughs> oh, coming out. Here we go. One he way like, or another. Likes, yeah, I don't even know. He likes to do, <laughs> yeah. he to do little sneaky digs at me. Okay. In his, in his I love yeah. this record that he hates. <laughs> anyway. Of himself. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so <laughs> I'm trying to think of a question now. You just throw me off there. <laughs> you know, but we're all on the same page. Even yeah, 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 you yeah, saying yeah, you're yes, not yes. comfortable doing it. Look at yes, that. It's yeah. beautiful. Immediate uh, identification. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, all right. So now you feel more comfortable. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna stop you putting me on the pedestal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. Charlie. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, uh, did, Let you it out, a, did you have a gap here? No. Oh God. Such a motherfucker. Ah, we're five for five. That's a pointless. I just proved you wrong. It's on an eight side Yeah. Okay. I'm like. <laughs> Every white guest, which well, is me, <laughs> Every white guest gets the only white guest. Okay. what they did on their gap year. <laughs> wow, okay. Literally, but I don't know what you're proving there. Because <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Anyway, I was going to say, I was going to say, before you see, you made me say that question. Anyway, I was going to say that, um, Shots okay, so, so we, we're speaking about, um, you know, this immediate sort of like, People thinking that it's it's an immediate process of getting where they want to get to with their art or yeah. creative and and most of most good I think the majority of people that you respect in this in the creative world have gone through some sort of struggle or have had to pay their dues through a, a period of time. So how how is it for you? Like now with this this kind of like people want wanting like the the um the instant gratification gratification of what they're doing and the impatience of youth sometimes that you may come across because I know you like speak to a lot to the, the the younger lot or do a bit of mentoring and all that stuff. So it becomes frustrating. That becomes the first initially the the gut response or the reaction, the spark that that flares up is like, how dare you assume that you can? And then you don't have to take stock and realize that they've been raised on a machine that tells them that if I press this button, I can find out about someone who lives on the other side of the world and feel that I know as everything I need to know about that particular thing. And so where so much of our experiences are based on journeys and like, like the first, records that I bought or the first time I was getting into clothes, I remember coming up to Seven Sisters, there was always a journey attached to that process. So you can link it back to actually a time, a smell, a taste, a pilgrimage, going to a house party or whatever. There was always a journey and you're like walking streets to be able to find stuff creatively. I had to knock on so many doors. So it becomes frustrating. But then at the same time, I also need to have a bit of patience because they can't know what I know or and they don't have those, share those experiences. So it's about having to break things down. So one of my assistants at the moment, you're having these conversations, you're like, no, it's not like that. And like, don't talk over me again because I'm telling you it's like this. And then, then they realize, oh, okay. But they, because they can like press three buttons, like I've got a phone as well, but I'm mm. telling you, that's not exactly how it works. Mm. You need to go through this chamber to do this, this and this. And then the result, we're way different to what Google's gonna tell you. Yeah. Um, it is funny, like it's uh, like the same with music. Yeah, it's the same thing. People not leaving with it. Yeah, you pay, you play a track that's out of a scene that you came from. You're so much more comfortable. If you, it's like I love rare groove, but I would never be able to play a rare groove track 
I know how it felt when it went down when it in, the, came out in the early eighties in a in a in a basement party. Do you know what I mean? There's just no connection there. There's no reference. There's no point of. So it's just it's an assumed knowledge, and I think it's trying to have these kind of conversations with where you cross the generations. So there's a sh there's shared knowledge and there's shared communication, and so it's not about you always passing down to them, but there's a way that actually those that are willing to value and respect, because it's the ones that, there's some that come to you. I've had people assist me on shoots. There's one in particular. And I went, I left this person on the job, went off. And then when the shoot came out in the magazine, they're on Instagram. Yeah, this is the shoot that I did with so-and-so. I'm like, no reference at all. Wow. No reference. I'm like, you don't even know this genre that I brought you into, but all of a sudden, and then you're getting bare like um, applause from, oh, you're doing so well, you're doing so well, you're doing, and it's like, and there's, for me, what I hate about it is when there's no humility with it. So actually, it's a shared experience. So if you're working with me, and it's not about every time you go out, you need to be saying, I'm only Critics. here because of Harris. But there's certain key points hmm. where people are praising you, where actually, hang on a minute, my mentor, my teacher, hmm. my boss, my friend, whatever you want to call, hmm. um, I know these things because of X. And yeah. so, because then that's when, for me, that the frustration continues where I then don't want to give, sometimes give anything yeah, out yeah. because you feel like you've given out for so long and then when people aren't actually reflecting that mirror that you were talking about, when people who are you saw as equals, and they're not reflecting back, it's just like, this is just a one-way mirror, where, or a one-way one -way street where you're it's just draining. going that way, and it's just, it's hard. But I think, I mean, it's accelerated now, but I think it's always been the same. True. And all I've thought is actually time is the only thing, and the dust settles, and just by the fact that you've kept doing the same thing, it's much slower, and a lot of people were like, what are you doing? I blew up in six months. Ugh, you've been, like, crawling, like, for eight years. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's stronger. You know, it doesn't look good on paper and whatever, but you have to just sort of let go of that. It's, it's the ego, isn't it? It's, it's sort of... Because it is difficult when you see people just taking what you're doing, not any credit, and da-di-da, -da and, and getting big and going... You know what I mean? Well, the thing well, is, it doesn't matter really. It doesn't, wouldn't... but I try to build community. Yeah. So therefore, people coming into my stable, I will teach them like grassroots, all of the information mm. straight away. So it's not like I'm withholding any secrets. No, you stay down on the bottom rung and I'll only tell you how to do this yeah. by the time you've been with me for a year or two. Mm. I'm like, this is how it works. This is what you do. So it's more that point of actually, if, I, if we're all doing something together, then I hear that I'll actually later on, oh, you actually got paid a check, but you didn't want to tell us. It's one of those moments, yeah. even if it's not a financial check, it's the fact that actually you're going to take the adulation mm. when actually we as a community, be that as creatives or whether it's racially, as a, as a people, as you're rising and doing things together, we're stronger, we're stronger together. Mm. And it's that divide and conquer mentality, exactly. which has always Capitalism. been there. But is totally, it, but which is, it, is what I hate. But isn't, yeah. it that, that, isn't it the case that for the, for the most part, the, those types of people, who who don't want to acknowledge what what has influenced them, um, where they got information from, and so on and so forth, are usually usually the most the least creative people. I think I I I would I imagine that in your job you've probably come across doing projects and you've had input from people that had no business talking about it, 
but they wanted to validate empty barrels make the most noise they wanted to validate their job in some sort of way by saying something just so they could say something so they could then so they can take the credits and when whatever yeah so then when they leave oh yeah no i was creative director on this project it's like no you were sweeping the floor like everybody else was it's like how did you for me it was i the first shoot i ever assisted on was 1999 and well not first but one of the first shoots i assisted on and it was the photographer was nick knight um nick knight's one of the biggest creatives most esteemed like photographers always pushing boundaries with what he does and we're shooting out in oxford and it was for the millennium cover of vogue night the december issue and i was third assistant to the set designer so i was literally sweeping the floor and then never forget Nick walks across the studio with his like 10-8 Polaroid and he says to me, what do you think? And I'm like, you're asking me? I didn't even realize that you even saw me in the room mm-hmm. because of the hierarchy in those levels. And so there's those points where I've seen other people that I revere as great craftspeople and brilliant what they do. There's that humility that's still there. Mm. So I kind of have learned from people who, not saying that I didn't make some shabby mistakes when I was coming through and I didn't mm. do some like, crazy general stupid moves and then you realize i'm not saying that but i'm not saying that i'm pure than pure and everything was smooth but but, you aim for that but you aim for that and when you're trying to educate that's as a system in terms of how you do things that's when you're just like you don't have to be careful about who you let into your camp and how you do things Mm. it's it's true you do you just need your squad because if you want to be in that position yeah you're it's, it's, you're always going to be in a position where people are not respecting it or whatever because that's the very nature of it that you are wanting to share it and all yeah. that. Whereas these people are busy trying to There's run no up an the agenda. ladder over you. And it, it's kind of sad that you, you have to kind of just hold it in and, and keep giving because if you're to get like fed up with it, you just, you just cut from everything. Yeah. So it's tricky. You have to let things slide i i I, de- I deal with that a lot and it's it's quite hard to just sort of bite your tongue and just like yeah yeah you know <laughs> no it is hard because also what you said earlier is that fact that unless you're actually vulnerable it's really hard to trust people you need to be in that point where mm. there's a level of vulnerability yeah. in order for goodness to come exactly. through because if you've got your guard up the whole time you're never really being yourself so therefore you're missing out on certain things but and it's also just being aware or not being naive that everybody that comes into your clique, your camp, your crew, your studio has always got your best interest. There's those yeah. ones who've come through and they've been like, yeah, I was doing this for you. I was like, you're not doing this for me. You you were doing this for yourself. <laughs> yeah. You didn't do it for me. My career was already set. So you were doing this to help yourself. But it's it's difficult because, you know, it's true that we, we get more done with everybody working together yeah. and the energy that's created off that n- normally nine times out of ten works out better for everybody involved but these kids you know are all well, being it's told just, it's not just it's not just kids i know I, but i'm thinking of him dealing with this. Oh, yeah, their yeah. mindset is being told get your own thing going you don't need any but just keep and get your own name behind it and that's the only way but actually it's quite a lot you've got to work through, a, to, be through able- to kind of get them to because how do you talk someone back from like total kind of isolation and and I'm going to well, get it you, done myself? The thing is those, I now I'm just tried, I'll always interview people properly mm. and then there's like a list, there's a whole criteria. If you don't tick all of these boxes then, or if you then two weeks later, oh, 
you forget about X, Y, Z that I said to you. It's not about this, this, and this. And yeah. um, so it's just not being business about it as well. Yeah, yeah it's family, but you've got to be business mm. about that process. But as you say, it's not just kids. There's always been people mm. who they've always got their own agenda, yeah. regardless of whatever yeah. it is, because they've seen you as you're doing what you do, but actually I can cut you out of a deal or this is coming yeah. through. And, and sometimes you can see that as business, but then there's also a lot of piranhas out there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how is how do how do you find the whole, like, I'm I'm imagining like you know, when jobs come along, or work comes along, there's obviously sometimes you're in competition with maybe three other people. Yeah. Like, like, trying to get do a campaign or whatever yeah. it is, and you're you're giving your proposal what to do, and so. How how is it like? Trying to do something very creative, f you know, for for the most part, forward thinking or retrospective in a certain mm. way, depending what whatever angle you're yeah. going at, and you want it to come across it in a new way and so on. But you want the client, you need, the, you know, you got to get the job in it yeah. as well. You, at the end of the day, we got to get the work as well. How how do you? Yeah, exactly. How it is it like? having your creative side wanting to go this way, but also your business side thinking we've got to make it um, we've got to we've got to make it appeal to the client because it could be so you've worked with some quite big establishments yeah. who, as far as I could tell, have no cutting edge look to them whatsoever, and they come into you for that, I guess, but they don't know what cool is. No, because there's a lot of people think they know what cool is. Everyone likes to think they know what cool is but they don't know what cool is because they haven't lived nothing cool. And that's, for me, one of the big, not to go back on a downward spiral, but the internet has made too many people think they understand cool. Mm. In whatever context, be that musically, fashionably, in an artistic way. In some ways, it's great because it's broadened people's scope for to be able to see things, but on another level, it's just meant that there's been a, a digital cut and paste to be able to get to mm. actually jumping over the craft. But... In terms of, sorry, I've talked myself out of forgetting your question. Go again. Well, how, uh, like, how, how is it? How is it trying to to, to get that work, and with 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 the with the with against the idea? See, you know what I mean, see, it depends on certain projects. Often, it would depend on the bank balance. Mm. On, but normally these days, I would go as strong as possible. I was up for the Stormzy campaign that came out recently. Mm. So there was me and four other studios. So my studio and four other studios that were up for the campaign. Mm. And um, they came to me and had this really, it wasn't even really a brief, it was a sentence. And they had one specific only kind of point of information, reference that you could take from it, which was absolutely no crowns was the point of view. on. And then I knew what the title of the thing was. Mm. And so we went in we went to like places or actually if you're coming back with your next campaign we're going to places that bring iconic status but pushing it as far as possible mm. and then when it came down to it at the end and it was a paid pitch so everybody was was pitching got mm. the opportunity to go for it but i thought if i'm going to go for it we're going to go for it hard and we're going to go as far as possible because it's about making an it's about doing what's right for the job. It's not even just about making an impact because in mm. terms of whenever I'm working commercially, there's the artistic side, but then there's also knowing what the, what the client needs. But yeah. sometimes 
they only know what they want, not what they need. So I think that becomes part of the problem. Whereas you're trying to give them what they actually need, mm. whereas they're coming to you for what they want. But those two things aren't necessarily the same, same thing. thing yeah. So we presented and out of the ideas that we gave, I would still like hand on heart think those are sh really strong ideas and went to places that actually would have pitched it mm. at, in another stratosphere. Not saying that what's been created isn't good, but then when it came out, I'm like, he's got a crown on his head. And you got to do it. I'm like, dudes, I'm like, was this just like a marketing exercise where you were just mining for stuff? So in terms See, of- See, I can imagine, boy, I, 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 I never talked so about the stories that about that type of stuff. what we were talking before. Okay. That, you know, like they already have their idea of what they want. So yeah. this idea of you getting dragged in for your creative input when really you're like, I'm get, just getting put through the motions. It must be so frustrating. Yeah, I, don't think it, I think it's a mining uh, exploration. I've been, yeah. I've been, when I, mean, I, when I had that, that, that stint when I was living in New York, mm. I remember going for certain things for certain companies, like think tanks and stuff like yeah. that. And would go and do these think tanks and do this, that, and the other. And I thought it was a good, like, kind of, you know, I mean, it's, uh, talk about me being out of my comfort zone is like, like a good, like, I'm in a new country, you know what I mean? I've got a network in some sort of ways, you know, which is, I've, oh my God, I feel <laughs> so sick. Which is alien feel, to you. I feel like vomiting just even saying that, you know what I mean? But, you know, <laughs> I I'm, 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 I'm in New York, so I've got to do please. that, haven't I? So I remember going to, like, to a few different companies, we went to like these think tank things, like like presenting ideas of this, that, and the other. And I know all they were doing was stealing the ideas from these creative people. Yeah. This guy's good at that. He's done this. She's done that. She's done. This. Let's get them all together. Talk about this thing. And they just and I know how many they, how many sessions did it take for you to spot it was a racket? Well, I went to it's about three because I you went to, no, no, but they weren't the same company, three, yeah. but they weren't the same, but they weren't the same companies as yeah, well. Yeah, you know I know, yeah, yeah. Different. So you yeah. think it's slightly different? Yeah, yeah. So you think it's a different yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I was like, this is the same sort of nonsense, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of that that goes on, you know. And I'm, I'm certain you come across across many industries. Yeah. Just they'll bring you in for a chat. But you just need to know your worth and your value, and then know that actually, I know what's going on here. I got called in by an ad agency. I think it was early last year, they were doing this project on anti-knife crime and they'd been commissioned by the mayor's office and you're there, sat there and they're talking and they're talking to you because, uh, well, we know you've got a son and da -da -da, all, of this other, all of this other stuff. And then we got to a point of like, stop. They're like, what? It's like, any further and then you've got to get your checkbook out. What do you mean? Oh, no, no, because we're not getting paid to do this yeah, and we're yeah, not yeah. getting paid. We're doing this as a charity cause. I'm like... Oh my goodness, do you like really think I was born yesterday? Mm. Just because I'm a nice guy. I'm not a dickhead. Mm. It's just like, and mm. we, I know your play. So, and then next week you'll ask in another person to do the mm. same thing. And you'll just keep mining this mm. information. And when it comes to campaign time, you didn't ring me. Yeah. You didn't ask me for anything. You didn't come, oh, we got this information, how we distilled. But, and none of you have the information, which is why you're calling the information in. Mm. You don't have the resource within your team, so you have to keep mining, and that becomes another issue where people that have these, not just diverse, but teams which have knowledge about what's going on on the street. Well, it's they don't it have literally teams. a part of the industry right now across many, many uh, platforms. Yeah. And so maybe for usable, you know, the listener, which Digo is, is very interested in getting across, what red flags should a person spot when they're walking into one of these situations? 
See, red you know where you start to go, okay, I know what the deal is. I'm, I'm out of here. Red flag is a funny one because there's another one of those Instagram things. There's this Jamaican woman who's like, girl, when you see our next man come, red flag. Where she just keeps going off about girls that can't see when like dodgy men are coming along. Yeah. So the red flag is normally, you have to watch once they've called you and they haven't set the terms of what the meeting's going to be about. Yeah, That's, number one. For me, is the number one red flag. Yeah. They'll call you in and you're trying to, what is it that we're talking about? And then mm, they're being a little bit, no, no, it's just a little coffee, it's just a little catch-up, or it's, or it's <laughs> a lunch. It's like, um, I can buy my own lunch. Like, if you're calling me into your office, there's a reason. And so you're either calling me in for a, a campaign or for development or for a project. But if you're just calling me in to chat, then you just, you smell, you yeah. smell that the fish has gone off already. Mm. So from that point, if you've not really listened to your inner voice and then mm. you still go to the next step, and then when they're talking to you, sometimes they're asking you to sign stuff. Why am I signing stuff when you haven't actually... Yeah, yeah, there's no, no signing. Yeah. No sign money. the NDA. NDA on... I mean, there's once I'd sign an NDA, which is a random one where they were booking me to do a campaign, but it was such a random one because then when... I saw the document, it had half my work in it. And they were almost embarrassed. They're like, we're really sorry that we have to get you to do this. And then when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, but you've made up this presentation with oh my, my work God. in it anyway. So you're like, you lot have got no shame. Like, no shame. All right, so, so, so like, 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 this is another frustration I have in the, a lot of these businesses is that <laughs> all the people employed in these companies, you have all these companies who, you know, are, are dealing with like, some sort of creative output. And the people who are soliciting you and other people for work, yeah. it always seems to be they're not a former person that done it themselves. There's never someone that's um has some sort of reputa reputation in the industry. It's always just some out of the blue somewhere. I don't know where they came from. Probably done like a course in whatever media or whatever it is. I don't know what the hell they do, you know what I mean? Or marketing, and they're the ones deciding this, you know, who to do what in these in these industries, and then then and that's why you get these situations where people who are stealing other people's ideas because they have they don't know that they haven't got no code or ethics because they haven't been about it. No, because they've not never been taught it, and yeah. their boss has told them to get the information. The other red flag is the one where it will be good for your career. When you hear that, oh god, put the phone oh, down. Oh, it's block, a good look. Block, oh, block them for it. Fuck off. <laughs> they, they oh, sorry, no, no, you hit them. Oh, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Wow, I've really touched oh, the wrong nerve. Yeah. Oh, Vigo gets God. seven of them emails a wow. day. Oh, my <laughs> days. Man. Yeah. Oh, Harris, please. No, because the ones where they ring woo. you, like, we need to, we want to film you because um, we understand that you're the person to talk to about culture and this, that, and the other. What's your budget? Oh, no, there isn't any budget. But what do you mean there's no budget? You're a brand. Yeah, no, no, but you're getting paid to make this phone call. So you're getting paid to have this phone call, whereas this is now costing me money because I'm not even... So it's that kind of... So that's, for me, is the other red flag. When there's no talk about remuneration, then it's time to walk away. Or when, uh, 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 when you ask about that and they can't give you a no, clear answer, yeah. then, again, that clearly they're just mining you and there's no... No, no, but it's going to be... did one recently... And I did it for, it wasn't a film. We, we created this film for this brand and, and then you're sat in the meeting and the budget wasn't going to be whatever. And we did it because um, I hadn't shot a kind of film thing that I had like that in a little while. So mm. I was happy to do that because everything was covered. But 
still throughout the conversations, it's about what, how they're going to try and give you other things. It's like, you're not giving anything. I'm doing this for me, and you're not actually doing anything for me. Mm. So as long as everyone's straight about that, then we're all clear. We know what we're getting into. The ones where they're still trying to dupe you. I'm like, can you not see the gray hairs coming through my beard? Mm. I didn't just leave school. Yeah. But how do you deal with this stress? I work with a lady that uh, worked in the movie industry, right? And she says in the Hollywood filmmaking process, yeah, the film will go through all stages of development, dah, 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 and get really close to the finish. And then there's, there's an innate part of the process where I can't remember what they're called, but a group come in, destroy the film, like break it down, like fuck the funding and everything. And then, and then it all goes to shit. Everyone runs around like headless chickens. Yeah. And then they fix it and then they leave. And that's their job is that their job is kind of certified by the fact they come in and sabotage it and then refund it and refinance it and then look like they, they help the movie get made. And that's an actual part. I don't know if it's still the same, but you would have to deal with that. <coughs> that's insane. Level, yeah. So how a creative has, you know, it's hard enough just to look just after and think about the power of your own expression, let yeah. alone... Dealing with those people. Do you like... meditate? <laughs> Fitness? I started um, doing um, breathing. Well, yeah, that's an important one. Down from the belly. Waiting to exhale. I can't. Sure. I can't breathe. No? Yeah, literally, top, literally, shallow. You can't breathe up here. Literally can't. <laughs> it's not happening. No. It's not happening. He needs his edge. Yeah, that's, man. A, that's a choice. That's what he does. He's yeah, like, 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 I need my edge. I'm so far gone. <laughs> yeah. I can't I'm so far gone. You just won't. You refuse. I've I've wanted to do it and I can't do it. I can't do it. You know what I mean. You're more, I'm more so like you don't breathe or you just hold your breath. Which one? I don't. I don't breathe. I was, trying, I was, I was playing the other day and I was trying to do sort out my breathing. I was. I was. What was I playing? I was playing football, and I was trying to. And I was like, I, I'm not breathing. I'm not breathing like how I used to. I'm just like not there. Anyway, sorry. Segway. Moment. Little insides, Digo. Wow. Digo's yeah. lungs. Yeah, I'm more likely to strangle with my bare hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while still not while still not breathing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is hurting you. It's hurting oh me more God. than it's hurting you. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, you end up being like some crazy psychiatrist stuff. Like, breathe, breathe. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're not breathing. Uh, you're like, uh, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh oh boy. Wow. It helps though. It really helps. No, but you have to remember to do yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But you remember it. You end up like after a three-day panic attack of some big job you've got, yeah. and it's only a week later you remember. Oh yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, it's like, I wasn't. How do like, you get it? You're gonna have to tattoo it on your arm, like remember to like on your front door as you chill. walk out the door. Like actually, this is modus operandi. Do you do that? Do you like you know? It happens with me. You know, like eating. You know, because of the times are yeah. all you you you're going shit food. Then you get more stressed, and your sleep is getting worse. And then you know, do you manage? Have you said it? So you're you're making sure you eat well on the night of an opening or something? No, when <laughs> it's just living no, on adrenaline. No, no, it is adrenaline. And then normally when I'm that anxious, you can't even eat anyway. Yeah, literally that yeah. gap in your stomach has shrunk to whatever. Yeah, so you couldn't even. Mm. So, no, never managed that. The sleep has always been yeah. whatless. It's never been on any proper pattern. And whatever cannot go to bed before a certain time. And then, no, you still... Yeah, no, everything is just kind of... But it also mashes up your brain as well. And it's only recently... Why can I not remember? It's not because I'm getting old. It's because you don't sleep properly. See, I have a whole yeah, thing. Like, if I go good. to bed early, right, which I rarely do, I feel the vibe... 
on the show is good because I have a background energy. Okay. But if I stay up late, you know, preparing or, or taking time finding stuff, I'll have the stuff, but I won't play it with any. I'll feel like my vibe is, you know what I mean. So it's like, but then going to bed early with the fear of knowing you're not 100 percent ready. You can't is do that as well. So it's called can't. bad, bad time management. There. If he done <laughs> the, if he does all the, the work beforehand in the evening time, then goes to bed by 10 o'clock. This he'll guy be wakes right. up at 4 a.m. You know, I'm yeah, gonna lose on yeah, so any I'm the count first one next to you. Damn right, you know I'm the first one. He goes up. to bed at eight and gets up at four. I can't do. I that. I thought that was a fallacy, but it's true, right? No, I go to bed at. A I, I'm in my bed by ele- by eleven o'clock. I'm in my bed, guaranteed. Tw- yeah, and by by twelve, I'm asleep, and then I'm up about four thirty-five a.m. Seriously? Yeah, every daily. Day. Yeah, and then Margaret Thatcher running. Man, why are you gonna do that? <laughs> oh my <laughs> days! That is the biggest burn oh yet, man. That is the burn award. Wow. <laughs> the oh, one, so painful. the harshest oh reference. My. What? Oh. oh, I felt that oh, one, man. My, my hair is singed. Man, <laughs> ladied me. I just saw a laser beam <laughs> cut across. Jesus Christ, Harris. Dissected. Whoa. Now yeah. he's going to turn into a slob. Oh, he's going to no, be going to bed at 3 a.m., waking up at 2. Oh, fuck it. Man called me anymore. <laughs> you took his one routine. You done any right wing art? <laughs> you set him off now. <laughs> wow! Oh, for the man, for the man. Wow! Could you make money wow. in a bad way? As a as a wow. cultural place in in history. <laughs> wow! Have you ever worked for any fascists in your time? <laughs> That was Mussolini. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I wish you saw Harris's face. Just then everybody. <laughs> it's like... oh, brilliant. Designing for the Nazis. Yeah. Menswear. New range. Good, good. Strong, 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 strong imprint. That guy got, yeah. I think we need to divert from this conversation because it can only can go you, south. Can you yeah, sort no, this out? But that, is the, uh, but that, that one, is the original, no, no. that is the original strong look though, isn't wow. it? Wow. <laughs> Wow. Oh, God. Carry on. Lars. No, he is carrying on, clearly. I'm not entertaining none of this. Wow. Charlie's you know, left Charlie's the disappeared because of that. He's like, man's about to go in when Harris is talking about... I'm just joking, people. Anyway. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, no. So, yeah. it works for you going to bed at 10 and waking up at 4? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what... It, I, I, does it work? I don't know. If I probably... But what do you do at five in the morning? That's when I do my emails and stuff. Till what time? Do admin and stuff till about, I don't know, six, eight. And then, and then, and then after that, I might uh, check out something on YouTube, some rubbish. And then after that, I have my breakfast, or my second breakfast. I have a light one first and I have a second one. And then it's you know time to get up and do what I've got to do. Wow. Mill around the house. And that's like, a, apart from when you're playing out, that is your routine. That's it, yeah. The only time the only time I sleep long is when I've played eleven aside football. That the night of that, because my body's so mash after that, Broken. It, it's like it's it needs the full, you know. You, uh, that's when I get the full seven eight hours. But other than that, it's not happening. Not happening, no. And because your body your body's so used to it now, it just wouldn't this see is just it anyway. This is how it is, yeah. Standard issue. Yeah, but like, like like you know, this has been going on for decades. 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 That's why I'm like very, I'm very good at um, traveling. Like I don't have problems with like 
um, jet lag. Jet lag. I don't, I, I don't know what that is. Seriously. Really. So when you go to Japan, no problem. Not... Just stay up the same day. And you're right. good. You're good. Oh, good. Yeah. And then when you go to bed on that first night, I'm in. And yeah. then you wake up normal time. Yeah, wake up five o'clock. Whatever. Yeah. I'm in sync. Wow. Okay. Maybe I need. To I might. Try you know. It. I mean, I get. I might get a little bit tired that first night. Depends what how much stuff I'm doing that day. But you know. And you sleep on the plane on the way there or not? You just try and. I stay can't through. sleep on the planes really. Okay. It's very rare I sleep on a plane. They don't, I don't get. I don't get them seats. I don't. I'm not. I'm not flying your class. Oh really? No, okay. I don't, I don't uh, fly. I'm maybe, back in a plane. Maybe we should talk. <laughs> we should work out. I ain't some got that. I, I don't get them contracts. <laughs> trust, trust, trust me. They're not always mine either. But we live in hope for the next one that yeah. comes back round again. I think those are a bit of a myth anyway these days. What's that? Those big boy flights. Well, not as in for me. I've mm. not had a proper. The best one I had though. Mm. Um. I had one client going to Japan about four years ago. He said, um, really sorry, do you mind flying first and then coming back business? And I was just like... I actually had to take myself away from the flight. <laughs> I big old laugh and I was like, did you really just say that? Yeah. Um, you know what? I think I can handle that. Yeah. But, but is yeah. it acceptable to go, I'd rather have the 12 grand PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what? I'll go economy if pay, I can pay, have that yeah, extra 10 pay, grand. PayPal pay as a gift yeah. for friends. Yeah. 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 You don't even need to wrap well, it with no boat. That's Japan. Yeah. That's, that's the car. So, yeah, that was that was the one. But no, that's not the normal. That's not the norm. That See? isn't standard issue at all. Yeah. Oh boy! Before we like continue, can I have just like one nice thing about white people from each of you? Hey. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> What's wow. going on? <laughs> you just had the Nazis, the gap year thing. Wow! <laughs> <Might> <laughs> think they show up at the Dasha. They show up at their jobs and don't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's hard. Every week it's hard. Oh, I know. Bro, I think he plans it, it like this clearly. It, I, yeah. <laughs> I think he plans it. I was talking about design anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lummy. boy. All right. Charlie, Charlie, it's never going to happen. They're not even saying nothing. It's 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 yeah, do you get lobster? You get lobster, champagne, you get a bed that folds down. You get a full-on bed. Mm. And then they just... I hate the they, way they make they you have to walk. They give you cutlery instead of Why do they have to make you walk course. through it? The, the, the plane's always got a back door. It's like, just let no, us come no, on. No, 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 no. Why you, make you, you give walk? Give you some goals. Give you some goals in life, you lazy, <laughs> you lazy scum at the back of the plane. Zip <laughs> that little curtain shut. Yeah. Like we didn't need to see any of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this could be this could be you, but you yeah, you, yeah. you, choose, day, you yeah, got bad day, choices yeah, in yeah. life. And they all do that thing where they just look up, like they, they don't even raise to look at you. Yeah. They're just sipping. checking your shoes out. While they're already sipping their wine while you're walking yeah. past. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hurry it along. Hurry it along. Oh, yeah. 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 No. Don't don't touch the jacket. Yeah, don't and don't use our toilet. Oh my god. Damn. This is only posh poo. Anyway. <laughs> All right, right, I think we're course. done, are we? Yeah. You got any more to say? Um, no, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Mm. Thank you for having me. Uh, thanks a lot, Harris, for um, giving us your time and uh, answering our foolish questions. Foolish indeed. <laughs> this is a few mad ones, but yeah, all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah. Big respects and uh, all the best. 
to you in the, in the coming year. Many, many, many thanks. Right. Exactly.